Welcome to the Spirit Pathways podcast. I am Kate Sprickley. Our podcasts offer raw, honest and authentic conversations on a number of topics that we hope you find informative and inspiring. So welcome to the Spirit Pathways podcast. I've got Fiorenza Scoli with me again and um, we thought this, this, the topic of this uh, podcast would be the theme of Christmas, seeing we are all about to enter into the Christmas spirit, or some of us are not. <laughs> Good morning. As you can see, I have my Christmas tree in the Christmas spirit. I thought I would um, would sit in front of my Christmas tree so that we can we can enter into the Christmas spirit, because what you and I were talking about is the fact that it is an extremely well, we all know it's an extremely stressful time, extremely stressful time. And I was questioning myself this morning about what it really, what is it? I mean, apart from the obvious, but what is it that makes it so incredibly stressful? Why is it that year after year, we allow ourselves to be dragged into a state of hysteria and pressure and and we fall into the traps of, of exactly panic and, you know, the build up to Christmas and then the, the, the anticipation of being in complicated family situations and feeling un, and always getting caught unawares as to how to deal with it. Why is it that we, we always fall into the same traps and how can we, how can we change the way we go into Christmas? How can we change that reality? Um, so I was, that, that was, that was my, thought this morning and one of the one of the things that came to me was first of all I mean I see you know one of the you know first of all try to this is for myself Christmas is always a bit of a a bit of a minefield for me for many reasons and um, this year as much as any and the Christmas spirit was definitely not not coming forth this year <laughs> and I found my in fact to the point where my children told me that I was the Grinch so that definitely put me in my place so um I thought okay we're going to the, so I sort of pushed myself into the Christmas spirit and I decided okay I actually stood back consciously and said what can I do to inspire the feelings of joy that are not naturally coming forth and um so one of the things I so what I started to do was every, when I wake up in the morning, I put on Classic FM, which is the British radio station, classical music radio station, which at the moment plays nothing but carols and Christmas music. And I have it on Alexa in any room I walk into. So I am forced <laughs> away from my thoughts, away from my black anti-Christmas thoughts and into a space of Oh, you know, and I find myself singing hymns because that's in my DNA and and singing along and and I'm sort of forced into being into being into being happy and hearing the happiness that is being spread around the world. So, you know, I think that there are things that we can actually do if we stop and we pause and we say, okay, what can I do to help myself this year go into it, it, approach it differently? How can we approach it differently? Well, that, I, I think that's an interesting way of doing it, listening to Christmas carols. I, I must say, I, I don't think I've heard a Christmas carol except when I've gone into the shops. 
Might doesn't make you feel, doesn't it make you feel happy when you go into the shop and you hear a Christmas carol? No, because I'm generally <laughs> looking at the hordes of people and thinking, oh, good God, get me through this. Well, that, you see, that's also an, you see, that's also an interesting, you know, I think also the, the consumerism of Christmas has, I, I don't know how other people see it, but I think that, you know, when we look at when uh, in our childhood, um, so, you know, in my case, we're talking over 50 years ago, yours 40 years ago. And um, in our childhood, <laughs> well, you, you were so you were little, um, you know, that, that it was, there, there was, a, there was, the, the consumerism was less, was less exaggerated. I think we've got to a point, especially with, since, since online buying mm. and the pressure of, you know, having to buy and having to buy and wanting to buy and, and this, this, this mania with, 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 with stuff and we've lost the sense, the essence of, of things like Christmas. And the, that's where Thanksgiving, you see, I, in fact, I said to my family this year, this year we are going to li live Christmas as if it was Thanksgiving, you know, because Thanksgiving is an amazing holiday because the whole country, 330 million Americans just celebrate being grateful and being together. And really, that's what Christmas is about. I mean, perhaps, you know, one of the questions, well, as we ask ourselves how we can go into Christmas in a, in, a, in a more conscious way is, what is Christmas to me? What would I like Christmas to be? How, how, can, what can, what, how can this day bring out the best in me? You know, and I think, yeah, I think that's also an important question because we also need to determine what Christmas means to us as, as individuals. And I, I, you know, I know that, you know, as children, there's the excitement of, of Santa Claus or Father Christmas arriving and the presents, and it becomes all about that. But the deeper meaning behind Christmas is often lost. And then as we get older, the pressure of, of, of stepping into those family dynamics that can be triggering and can be quite traumatic, and difficult and challenging to face that comes with all the pressure of now I need to find this jolly attitude or this jolly feeling or this joy for being with family and 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 the I think that the the deeper meaning around Christmas is therefore lost um and I've been over the last actually the last few years um you know, when I was a child, Christmas was very definitely family orientated. My 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 father's family's scattered, kind of around, was scattered around the world. They now all seem to have located themselves in Canada, but um, my mother's family were all here, and it it was a huge tradition for us to get together as a family. My grandparents would host the the, the Christmas Eve dinner all the aunts and uncles would come, all the cousins would come, there would be this massive table filled with family. And it, it was a lot of fun. I got to spend time with, with my cousins. Um, the food was always delicious. We used to make ourselves sick eating my grandmother's homemade ice cream. You, so there was, there, there was this feeling of, of excitement and joy of being with people who, who loved me. But then... The, 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 the adult dynamic wasn't really 
present for me because I wasn't I wasn't engaged in that I wasn't involved in that you know there was a separate table for the children so we sat at that sat at that separate table we we weren't part of the the, the underlying tension that was going on because it, it did exist which I found out much later and in conversation with my with my aunts and my father and and discovering what was really happening at that table and then as I got older, you start, you know, you start to see those dynamics emerge and you start to see the underlying tension and the little jabs that come out and the, the, the mean comments. And, um, <clears throat> and then Christmas starts to lose its, its sparkle or loses that joy because all of a sudden it's not because these people are wanting to be together because they love each other. They're being forced to be together because they're family and that's what family does. So there are all these expectations that then come from that, but that put this in, enormous pressure on us. And, and for me, it's, it's um, since, since I got divorced, I, I mean, I suddenly realized yesterday, I think it's been nearly 18 years since I was divorced. So it's been nearly 18 years since I've had a real family, family Christmas. We had one a couple of years ago when I, a cousin was getting married here. So family all came down and, and that was wonderful to be with people. Um, that I hadn't seen for a long time but now it's become this really small and intimate space with just my children and their partners or and friends who haven't got anything else to do um, and I try to bring in that 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 feeling and that sense of of honoring this time of year that it is it should actually be a space of reflection you know we are heading towards the the end of the year and I think particularly now with everything that's going on, we're in this massive process of rebirth. There's a lot of shift, internal shifting, transformation and change that's happening. We've been locked up and isolated and come in and out of, of, of um, the, the, the restrictions that have been placed on us over the last two years. And you know, certainly here in South Africa, nothing seems to have changed. But I know that in the rest of the world, things are getting locked down again, and Christmas is is becoming even more challenging. Yeah. And you know, I woke up this morning thinking, you know, this really needs to be a time for me personally to be able to reflect on the year that has been, what I have achieved, um, what has been challenging, what have I overcome. Um, and to look at, I think, the connection that I've made with myself and therefore the deepening connections that I've made with other people. And those other people who have become family may mm -hmm. not be blood relation, but have become family through, through friendships and a deepening of, of that connection. Um, and I think, the, the, yeah, there's a... There's a there's a, a, a feeling of reverence that I'm starting to feel around this time of year, which is new. So, which is beautiful, which is beautiful, because that is what it should be. It should be, you know, the, uh, it should be a time of re re reflection. It is a time of rebirth. You know, it was born of being a time of birth. So, you know, that is where, that is, you know, the nature of Christmas is, is the beginning of something. It's the celebration of 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 you know the, of of a, of a new beginning, mm -hmm. and 
And I think, you know, with as far as the the, t- the family tensions are concerned, um, you know, we get so, and this is where, you know, I, I, I go back to how can we put a conscious space? How can we enter into this time of year, putting a space for a moment between us and, and as we walk into it and say, okay, how am I going to do this differently? Because we, you know, one, one of the things that helped me was this lesson I learned about, which I've mentioned before is evidence of presence. And that gets me through moments of, you know, gatherings of family tension and, family difficulties and because that that reminder that this is a day you know there aren't many days in which we all come together and it is it is an obligation it's sort of you know obligatory you know compulsory fun but as long as it's going to be as long as we're going to be together let's make the most of it how can I because it's all about attitude at the end of the day it's only every single relationship every single situation in our lives is about the way in which we engage in it it's our attitude to it and black can turn to white depending on which way we come from it so if 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 you walk into a situation like that and say okay i've got you know great aunt maud and uncle jimmy and you know and the the cousins who drive me nuts but they are one day they won't be there one day they will no longer be and I will never have this moment. I won't have this moment. And so if, if for that day, one can just remember, however annoying, however, however, uh, whatever they throw your way, you just look at them and say, evidence of presence. I have to take this moment and be grateful for the fact that they're here in whatever form it is and not, and not take it personally. I mean, we go back to all our rule, all our all our tools that we oh, have. Goodness. Exactly. Not take it personally. Know that it's about them, not about us. And also, you know, when it gets because it's hard, especially when you've got when you do have little kids. I mean, I think, you know, when you when you have a lot going on and you have when you have the kids, you have the joy, you have the joy of creating that that for them. Yeah, you know, the ma- that, a magic, yeah. Exactly. And that through their their wonder. And I think there is that shift when we move out of that time of, of being able to create it, being be, being children, having children, if you know, or having children around. And if you don't have children around, Christmas can become a little bit more more forced, you know, because you're sort of trying desperately to make it into this fantastic, joyful thing when that the, the last thing, you know, the turkey's burning, you know, you don't want to do it anyway. <laughs> And, um, but that we, that we can, you know, when it gets tense, what can we do in order to avoid conflict? What can we do in order to avoid arguments? You know, and everybody has their own toolkit of what to do. Um, you know, personally, you know, there's a, a friend of mine uses the, uses the, 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 she always uses the phrase, leave the room. And that can be leave the room momentarily physically just you know oh I just have to go and do something not I'm storming out please note that I am storming out you have seriously ticked me off no (laughs) you just leave the room take your energy to a different room or just leave the room mentally Mm -hmm. just take yourself to a different space shut down and come back when you've you know when you when you're able to engage and that is our choice because it is always our choice to enter into conflict and this is what we forget. We get triggered. We get, we get, you know, we get, we get, you know, our emotions get ignited, but it's our choice as to how we react to them. Because at the end of the day, 
their emotions, their thoughts and emotions. You know, feelings come from thoughts. And so, and, and thoughts come from feelings, you know, actually it's the both, way, both ways. So I think we do have a choice as to how we, how, and as well, if we walk into it consciously, you know, almost as if you had a to-do list, you know, I am going to do Christmas like this, this year, and you can consult your list <laughs> of how do I deal with tricky situations. And I think also invariably there is, you know, there is an awareness of what we're stepping into. We know these people. These are, you know, generally it's family. We know, we know the, 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 the triggers. We know the things that are going to We know take what's away. coming. We know, we what's, know coming. what's coming. So, you know, we can actually prepare ourselves by being ready for what, what we're going to be stepping in, into. And I, I think it's, you know, this is where mindfulness is so important because, yes, you know, the, the, those feelings are going to come up. Those emotions are going to come up. But this is where we get to choose what to do with that. Because those feelings can then take us into those, those negative thoughts and therefore into confrontation. Or in our head, we can say to ourselves, this is not about the present. In this moment, everything is fine. If I take away the past, whatever this person is doing, means nothing it has no space to land right but if i keep bringing the past into the situation i'm going to be triggered by this, this what is said i'm going to be triggered by what by people's behavior and and so if we can be present to the moment of what it, you know that i'm here right now in this moment the past no longer exists if I can leave that behind at the door and step into the space and just be here, I can actually glide through it without feeling triggered, without those emotions being, well, the buttons being pushed and the emotions then being, being um, heightened. And, you know, for me, I think one of the easiest ways that I navigate through those kind of challenging situations is through humor so mm -hmm. you know either in my head I'm making myself laugh by thinking something or I will crack a joke or I will change the topic of conversation or you know kick one of my children under the table so <laughs> they know change the conversation, do something, step in here, call me out of, mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, that's also for me is important. My, my children, thankfully, are old enough for me to have um, had conversations with them about family dynamics. And, and we have certain looks that we give each other that are, you know, help get me out of here. And one or the other of us will step forward and say, you know, can I just talk to you for a second and, and take us away, you know, physically take us away from that situation, which is also quite helpful because it means that I, that we don't feel necessarily alone and trapped in that space because we're not. There are other people with us that, that, that feel the same way. Yeah, well, absolutely. And you have the complicity. I mean, if you can have even the complicity of one person, um, then you then you don't feel then you don't feel trapped and you don't get into the health the the the, the helter skelter downward spiral of of you know and as you say it's presence it is about being present so you know we can use a double entendre the present the present of presence 
we can give ourselves the present of presents for this Christmas. You know, I've had, I, I was, you know, I was thinking about also how I've had to reframe Christmas um, because, you know, four years ago I stopped drinking and Christmas until four years ago was, you know, in a, in a haze of bubbles, which made it so much easier. <laughs> and, um, and also, you know, it, which gave me this, this, this Christmas spirit, whether, whether I had, felt it or not. And, you know, taking taking that away, removing that from my life was was a, was very challenging. It took you know all these a because I'd no longer had the tool that I had always used to deal with difficult dynamics, that numbing tool of you know let's just flatten it out and we'll get through it. I also didn't have the tool of making myself incredibly jolly when I wasn't necessarily feeling very jolly. Um, the tool of making myself extremely funny when I wasn't feeling very funny <laughs> and you know and that required me to reframe Christmas because I had to go into it with all those feelings alive and you know and and all those nerve ends um, no without, yeah exactly and not knowing not knowing not never having had to do it never you know going into the literally the first time in my life in my 50s having to live one of these situations without being in a in a in a pleasantly or unpleasantly numbed state and and you know i think i think for for that's always um challenging for people who are who are sober and you know in fact the 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 12 step programs are filled at this at this time of year of people who you know, because it is our go-to and even though, and I, and I, you know, even though, I mean, I haven't been there sober that long, but there are moments where I think, you know, ugh, you know, I will, I'll never want to have another drink again and it would never cross my mind. And then, you know, two days ago, as I was going ballistic with my Christmas tree, um, I, you know, I really, it was like, oh, you know, I really right now might be the moment where I crack a bottle of wine. This is going to be the moment I can do it just once. And I start having all these thoughts of, I could do it just once. It's okay. It's just not a risk tomorrow. It'll be and all those. And I sat, I took a moment and I sat back and I thought, wow, you know, thank God there are these reminders that this will always be there. This will always be a situation. I will never, ever be, um, I don't want to say cured, but I will never be free of, of the, of the impulse to, to, to go to that place of numbing, you know, never. And even if it's just, well, it would, you know, it would, you know, no. And in that moment, it was a place of numbing. It came from feelings. It came from sort of being completely overwhelmed and just wanting to put it away. And, you know, anything else seemed like too hard work, you know, going, and I ended up just taking <coughs> the, 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 the phrase that we're taught, which is um, move a muscle, change a thought. So I thought, okay. And I just took myself out into the freezing cold outside, gave myself a good few breaths of fresh air, came back in and it had gone. But, you know, these, the, this toolkit, you know, we've acquired this, this toolkit and these are reminders that, we will always need these toolkits. We will always need the tools in those toolkits. And, um, and the reframing, so the reframing of Christmas 
is not unlike what we're talking about. You know, it doesn't have to be because you're sober and you have to find a new way to go into Christmas. It can just be because you have complicated family dynamics. But if you if you if you choose to go back into that dynamic, because we also have the choice to say, you know what, I'm not doing Christmas. I'm not going to be with you. I'm not coming. You know, the sense of obligation we have to fulfill commitments that we made, promises that we made a long time ago, that maybe today are not relevant. You know, are we, I think that's also part of it. You know, when we when we get into a situation of obligation, why are we there? Let's question how, is this still relevant today? Is this something I have to do? You know, might it upset people if I don't? Yes, but is that what's more important? How how really damaging would that be? And I, and I think these are questions that even though that they're, they're scary for some people, you know, the idea of, oh my God, I couldn't possibly not go for Christmas. I mean, I remember the first time I didn't go for Christmas with my family and I went to Israel, because as you know, my husband is Israeli. And I went to Israel, which is a very good way of avoiding Christmas completely because they don't do Christmas. <laughs> Highly recommend it if you're looking for a way out. Um, and, you know, I was, it, it, it took me, it took me several years to get to the point where I had the courage to say to my family, no, I'm not going to, we're not going to be there for Christmas. Cause I had this vision that the world would end if I brought this, this day that was so sacrosanct, um, to, to, to an end as the family format. And you know what it happened? They found a different way to celebrate Christmas. And it gave us a chance to, you know, it gave me, I now have, always have a door, always have a door because there's always, you know, I know that the world will not end if I change the dynamic of our Christmas. And I think we also get into, we, you know, we get into that in relationships too. Of you know, I can't change it. I can't say that if I say it, you know, the whole world will end if I hurt her feelings, you know, no, it won't. It, you know, it might be uncomfortable, but you'll walk through that and all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's a new way of doing things. And, you know, that's that's the same with these 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 days that we have put in place. You know, they they are supposed to be a source of pleasure. The day that they're not a source of pleasure, we have to look at them and see, A, what can we change in ourselves to create the pleasure? Because at the end of the day, that's all, that's all it is. If, we, if every single person going into these situations actually said, today I'm going to create a situation of pleasure, every Christmas table would be filled with joy and light. So we can only do our part. And if we know that we can't do that, then maybe we have to question why we're there. But I think, you know, I think the questioning is really important because, as you said, there are, there are so many traditions that we we buy into not because they are something that we want to do but something that we feel that we have to do and for me it's it's been um i i mean i i i no longer have anything to do with my own mother um as a result of years and years and years and years of 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 uh, abuse um and eventually it got to the point where I had to draw the line and I had to put that boundary in place and say, well, I'm not going to put myself in this position anymore. I'm not going to put myself in this space anymore because it does nothing for me but hurt me. And actually I am hurting myself by expecting it to be different every time I step into that space. And I drew that line and it took 
a good it's taken a good few years for my for the rest of my family to get it get it through their own heads that I'm not going to be there for Christmas because I'm not buying into that false sense of family that false sense of tradition that false sense of 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 even community because it's not real and every time I placed myself placed myself in that situation I would walk away having been wounded again and again and again and it was just like why am I doing this to myself what am I getting out of this is there some martyr aspect of me that thinks I need to martyr myself every time Christmas comes or every time there's some family holiday that I feel like I need to be a part of and I had to sit and ask myself some really difficult questions and you know like you I've been I, I, I haven't drunk alcohol for 16 years I think it is so you know those Christmas and 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 family traditions and family holidays got more and more and more challenging to be to be a part of because I didn't have the alcohol to numb the, the the feelings or the emotions or to to create that feeling of disconnection which is actually what I wanted I need I needed that I needed to be disconnected from what was happening because it was just too much and too overwhelming and too painful and you know it, it it's it does require a level of self-reflection around, I think, things like self-care, boundaries. Um, I mean, you know, in my family, boundaries, they, they, they don't exist. <laughs> they just don't exist. And so for, for, for someone like me who's, who's spent oh, close on 30 years now working on myself, and trying to figure out how do boundaries even work? What do they look like? How do you establish them? How do you set them up? How do you then enforce them when you determine what those boundaries are that you need? It's, it's been an incredibly difficult, but also empowering space to move into, to actually go, you know, this is actually about self-love, self-care, and what I need, which is something that took me nearly 40 years to work out that I can't that I my feelings are important that my feeling feelings have uh, are validated uh, and I had to validate those feelings because they certainly weren't being validated by anyone externally and to realize that actually doesn't matter what anyone else thinks it matters what I think it matters what I think about myself and every time I put myself into those challenging situations I walked away feeling bad about myself and I had to look at why because it's not them it's me I keep putting myself there yeah. um and it's 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 yeah it's a, it's an it's an important an important process and I think that one of the benefits of this time of the pandemic and everything that we've been in and lockdown and isolation and all of that is that actually a lot of people have had the good excuse of being able to say well I'm in isolation I can't come or I can't do this because I've been exposed or you know you know we've had that excuse to be able to to, to use but I think it's also given us an an opportunity to look at how things could how things can be done differently mm -hmm. 
that we don't actually have to keep doing the same things that we've been doing all our lives. We can actually now do them differently. And I've noticed a lot of people doing things differently as a result of, of the last two years and what we've gone through. They are now going, well, actually, this doesn't work for me. And, I, and the world doesn't fall apart. And the world does not end when I go, I'm not going to be there. Well, because they've been given the opportunity, because with these two years of, you know, all these, 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 these points of, of reference that we, we have in place, which have been completely, which have disintegrated over the last couple of years, they've been given a chance to live those situations <coughs> differently without thinking about it. They've gone into it without choosing it. And as a result, they've been able to look at it and say, wow, that felt different, you know? And so they've been given a space and they've been given a door. That door was given to them. They didn't even have to, they didn't even have to find, they didn't even have to find it. They, the door was given to them. And so now they have, you know, and, and you're right. I mean, I, I, I too have noticed that, that, um, that, or that, pe that people are, that they are, they are making cho different choices and they are, they are seeing, they are, and they're reflecting. I mean, this is also as hard as it has been, it has caused many to reflect. Mm -hmm. And those who choose not to reflect actually possibly have the hardest time. Because mm -hmm. if you, you know, if we've taken this space and said, okay, I'm going to use it, I've been given this, you know, I mean, one of the things, you know, once again, you know, we go into Christmas, everything starts to shut down, you know. It, my daughter was supposed to go to a party last night, last minute, it's not happening, COVID shut it down, et cetera, et cetera. Now, you know, two years ago, that was, oh no, terrible. And everyone was, you know, very dramatic. And now it's just like, okay, fine. And I mean, I even watched her 16 years, years old. She said, well, you know, it, it's fine. You know, it's because, of, it's because of COVID. And so she just put on a film and made a hot chocolate. And that flexibility, you know, especially in a kid, you see it, you know, that is, is amazing. And so for us too, we, you know, we accept all of a sudden we accept things and we have the ability to, or we're starting to have the ability to be, to be flexible and open and, and that, you know, this word that, that is the, the theme at the moment, which is surrender. Um, and just to surrender to situations, because we have no idea what is going to happen to in five minutes time. And it's actually, you know, a metaphor for really everything. It is for life. You know, if we can take this lesson and, and, and this is my hope and my belief is that this is, this is happening on such a grand scale and going on for so long. I mean, you know, I have this number, for me, 2024, when we went into this, it was like, I had this, okay, 2024, we're not even going to start coming out of this before 2024 and it because it's going to take that amount of time for people to actually get really make the change because you do this one year two years you can then come out it's a little bit like you know after 9-11 in New York I was in I was living in New York during 9-11 after 9-11 for one year all New Yorkers were absolutely wonderful to each other it was a whole different New Yorker everybody was nice and open and kind and it was just all to the day, 9-11, after one year, everybody went back to this, the way they were before. It was this hustle and bustle and not paying attention and just blinkered. And, you know, because we forget. And so this, this pandemic is giving us an opportunity not to forget. Because, you know, it takes 
So they say it's, you know, it's three days, three weeks, three months, three years, you know, it's the three that it takes. It's going to take us, it takes three years to change that habit, to shift all those ways in which we lived in, in, in the old world and move into the new world. And we need, it, we need to ensure that we will not go back to the way things are. We have a tremendous opportunity here tremendous and maybe that's what you know we can think about as we go into this Christmas I know that having had this conversation I will be thinking about this as I go into Christmas you know I'm going to see my family today of 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 okay this is this is my chance to do it differently to do it consciously and differently and as a result to enjoy even the tensions to enjoy it because those tensions are evidence of presence those tensions are a are a, are a chance for me to use my tools, to use these tools that I have spent a lifetime collecting. I've earned this toolbox. I've earned it. You know, we've all, you know, the bigger our toolbox is, the more, the more challenges we go through and the more lessons we learn from it, the bigger our toolbox becomes. And that's a badge of, that's our badge of honor. And so we, you know, we can just go in there and take it, okay, I need this tool for this thing. And to actually look upon it as, oh, look, I use that tool, pat on back. And off you go, and it changes everything, everything. Yeah, it does. You know, without the without the bottle of bubbly. Although I, uh, I in I'm look, I am so happy that there are so many people out there who will be enjoying the bubbly on my behalf. <laughs> yes, me too, and and I have to agree with you that 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 knee jerk reaction of oh, just give me a drink so I can get through this. <laughs> this exactly it doesn't go away <laughs> there are still times where yeah. i just think oh it'd be so much easier with a glass of something in my hand absolutely but you know what it's also it's a even that is a reminder of it's a reminder of that tool you know but it's also you know the, the the weird thing is is that i still think it would be easier if i had that glass of something in my hand and yet i know that actually it wouldn't be easier because i'd wake up tomorrow and all those old thoughts, uh, you know, a friend and I used to call it, the, you know, the black dog, the black dog arrives and you, you just feel so shit about yourself. Absolutely. Um, it's just not worth it. You know, yeah. so, so I have, you know, as I have that thought of this would be easier with something, you know, I remember, no, remember what it feels like the next but day. That's the tool. And that's the tool. The tool is knowing, is remembering. Because you could choose not to remember what it's going to be like tomorrow for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I did choose it many, many, many times to. <laughs> but to not, rem not remember. Ignore what I would be Ignore dealing with. Exactly. 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 Well, well listen, I, I think we've come, we've come to our. We have end. come to the end of this. And then for all those who are listening, in, enjoy your your. Christmas, whatever you may be doing, wherever you may be, and uh, may the, the the Christmas spirit of of, of joy and magic appear in, within you and in your life and in your family. Exactly, <laughs> and happy you. happy Christmas to everybody, and happy holidays to those who don't celebrate Christmas. Because anyway, you know the, the beauty is that Christmas Christmas is a spirit. I mean, you know, my 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 Jewish husband is one of the greatest lovers of Christmas because he really lives it for the essence of what it is, because he doesn't have the baggage 
You see, that's also the interesting lesson. He doesn't have the baggage of the obligation of Christmas. So for him, every Christmas is a choice. It's a choice and it's a celebration just of being together and of the joy of the colors and the tree and the flowers and the, you know, the panettone and the whatever it is that anybody's eating at Christmas. Well, so let's remember, take a leaf out of his book. Exactly. Let's enter into it with the spirit that we have chosen it. We have yeah. chosen it. And, and I wish you the best Christmas ever. And to you too. And I look forward to seeing what we're going to do in, in 2022. Absolutely. Just around the corner. Okay. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Fiorenza.